0: Welcome in to the bear down podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris black, along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights six to eight on ESPN 1000 black and Abdallah. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we talk to you about the bears in the national football league right here on the bear down podcast. Here we go. Abdallah week three is in the books. The bears beat the Texans 23 to 20. The bears are now two and one on the season. Some positives and then also some negatives from what we saw yesterday at Soldier Field as the Bears win a game against a lesser opponent, but then big question marks around the quarterback who only completed eight passes on the day in the victory.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's good to win a football game. These guys are trying to win games. It is a team's job, first and foremost, to win football games. When you hire Matt Eberflus, when you sign all these players, they are first and foremost trying to win football games, and you are not going to stop them from trying to win football games unless you legitimately take the talent off the field, right? And it's hard to win. That being said, it was a good win, but that being said, Justin Fields, 8 of 17, 106 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. He was the second leading rusher uh, on the team with 47 yards on eight attempts. And he just, again, once again... Did not look good. And this is a team that we talked about last week in our preview for the Texans game, saying that if, this, if he's going to air it out, it's going to be today. Like, it's going to be this game. Because <laughs> they gave up 350 yards to Matt Ryan. Oh. Like, this is one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL right now. They do a lot of bending and not breaking like Lovie Smith likes to. And they just could not take advantage. You know, the last drive of the game... Uh, you know, he found Cole Komet a couple times during the game was yep. good. Like, there was some decent throws, but not anything that you're going to be excited about. And if anything, you're even more concerned after the third game because you've got Monsoon game one, you've got Packers defense game two, and now this is a soft defense that you were supposed to take advantage of through the air. And it just didn't look like he was comfortable, and at times it didn't look like they trusted him. Opening drive of the game for them, third and ten, in field goal range, they just run the ball like they gave up. They didn't even try to throw it and just took the field goal and, and, and moved on. And to me, that says you lack, lack confidence in your quarterback in that situation. And you can't have that.
0: Well, I, I think that is, that's an example that you can point to that conversation. You could also point to the idea that they pocket three timeouts to go into the first half. Mm-hmm. At the end of the first half, uh, the Bears had the football. You had every opportunity to try and move down the field. I get it. Is it a long shot that you're going to score a touchdown or even get a field goal in that situation? Yeah. But then again, they kind of played and they have been playing as if they are a team trying to win football games and not a team that is set on trying to develop a quarterback. You know, like, there's so many different ways we could go about this. One thing I do want to point out from the start is when we get into the numbers of Justin Fields and how pathetic the passing numbers have been to this point this season, on Sunday, 8 of 17 for 106 yards, a completion average of 6.2, only completing 47% of the passes. He was sacked five times. And and by the way, eight passes completed is the high for this season. Completed eight from 17 against the 49ers and seven of 11 against the Packers through three weeks. It's pathetic. The Bears are also running the lowest amount of plays total in the National Football League through three weeks. Like, let that yeah. set in, too. So, like, we can all jump on on Justin Fields and say that he's terrible. He's not getting it done in the passing game. This team isn't getting first downs, and they're not running enough plays. The Bears are 32nd in the NFL in plays ran per game to this point this the season at 53. Mm-hmm. Carolina's at 54, 31st. Seattle is 30th at 55. Baltimore with an explosive offense and a very good quarterback. They're 29th at 55, and Miami's 28th at 55 plays per game. So they're two full plays per game lower than the teams that are there, right there in front of them as the, the team that runs the fewest plays in the NFL. Now, I think that's important to note when you complain about the play calling and the amount of throws, because really, you're looking at a sample size of you're splitting up 53 plays per game. So, okay, maybe right around that 20 range is what you would expect from a team that runs that few plays mm-hmm. but then also back to my original uh, statement they're playing games to win they're trying to win these games yeah and and so they're running the football so much to kind of limit the amount of um, shrapnel and and error that could be had based on maybe an offense that isn't ready to go. so I, I think it, it is you are def, definitely in a situation where people can point out that fields does not look good and they can say that he sucks, it's time to move on, and all these different things. I see an offense that clearly isn't ready and an offense that clearly has major issues, and the only thing that they can do successfully is run the football. And to this point, Luke Getze is only running the football. That's what I'm seeing. Now, Now, like I, I just think that Fields has looked bad. There's no way around it. Uh, you mentioned he made a nice pass to commit. He followed up with that pass to commit early fourth quarter. The very next play was a nice pla- uh, pass to Mooney. Mm-hmm. It was a, I think it was a, a route that was like a, um, it was like a an in route from like uh, the right sideline over the middle type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, and Mooney what got 17, 20 yards on mm-hmm. it. I don't know. To me, as someone who's just sitting watching football. It would seem and it would appear to me that the, the, the offensive play calling and Eberflus and the style that they're taking into these games is that we want to limit the amount of plays, we want to limit mistakes, and we're going to try and win some football games based on being a scrappy, young, defensive, running-the-football type of team. And, that's, and look, like I said in the beginning, your job is to win football games. That's
1: their job. Their job is also to develop the players on this team, most importantly, Justin Fields. But when you're in a game situation, all you're thinking about is winning the game. They're not sitting there thinking, well, it's close. Let's let Justin air it out a little bit more and see what we have here because we need to make an evaluation. Like that might be what Ryan Poles is thinking up in the booth where he's watching from, but at the same time, you've got the coaching staff and you've got Luke Getze, who's an offensive coordinator, who's calling these plays saying, Khalil Herbert's averaging eight yards of rush, eight yards of carry. He carried it 20 times for 157 yards and two touchdowns. Justin Fields carried it eight times for 47 yards. David Montgomery, before it was hurt, three carries, 11 yards. Like, they were having success, and so if you're having success doing that, there's no reason to stop. And unlike the Packers game, we were like, well, it would have been nice for you guys to air it out because you were losing the whole time. This game was close. They came from behind. They got an opportunistic uh, interception with Roquan Smith at the end, and they end up winning the football game. So yesterday, the formula worked, right? But a majority of the time—
0: It worked against the 49ers, too.
1: Yeah, well, that was that's in a monsoon, That's in, that's in in, but it still worked. The it formula worked. worked, though. It worked. And so limiting the amount of plays that you have and winning the time of possession, which they did, albeit by not a lot, by like a minute. It was like 31 and change to 28 and change. Sure. But you still won, and you, you had the final turnover, and you kicked the final field goal, and you win the game. Now, the Texans are one of the worst teams in the NFL, like we predicted they were going to be. And you face some bad teams here coming up. You've got the Giants coming up here uh, this weekend. So you have some teams that aren't great that that formula might work. The Giants are 20th in defensive DVOA, so you're not going up against a juggernaut like you were in the 49ers and the Packers. So this formula can work, but it's not really helping your quarterback. And I understand fans calling in and saying, hey, this guy sucks, it's time to move on, it's time to move on. I'll tell you this, they're not moving on. They're not doing it. They gave Trubisky four years, they're going to give Justin Fields at least this year. You've got 14 more games to figure this out. With Justin Fields, and maybe even next year, because he's still on his rookie deal, and you don't need to pick up that third, that uh, fifth year option for another year or two. So you're fine there. So he has time still. There's there's a lot of things that can be true here, right? Like yeah, a lot, like he can, he can be trash, and you can still develop him at the same time. Is he playing well right now? No. He even said, "I'm playing like trash." Yesterday was trash. He said it himself, so I can say it. You played like trash because he said it to himself. He played like trash the last few games. They know it. He knows it. But you still have time to figure this out because everybody thought the Bears were going to be trash. Where are these people that were saying, oh, they're only a three-win team, four-win team? They're 2-1 right now. They've won two games with him playing like trash. You still have 14 games to get a gauge. Now, if we're in Week 10 and this is still happening... Then it's like, all right, well, now you got to start looking at what options are going to be for next year. But if you still believe that they have no offensive line when it comes to pass protection, because they're still one of the worst offensive lines when it comes to pass protection, second best, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, against the run, but like bottom 20s when it comes to pass protection, they don't have any weapons. Cole Komet was your leading receiver yesterday, and he finally showed up, albeit two receptions for 40 yards. Darnell Mooney, two receptions for 23 yards. But if you don't believe he has any weapons, and you don't believe he's got any time to throw the ball, then this is what you thought was going to happen. So things can still be true. You still have time to develop Justin Fields. hes They're not going to Trevor Simeon. I'm going to say this every damn week. They're not going to Trevor Simeon unless Justin Fields is hurt.
0: Well, like That's, that's not, not going that's to not happen. Be silly. That, that's not realistic. But um, people are saying, oh, it's no. time to move on. It's time to move on. Well, those people are wrong. Where are they going to go? He, okay, so this is, uh, this is what I, I told you last night on the big show, Black and Abdallah. Big show. Uh, this is A-block material. This is, this is how we led the show. This is something that, that I, I, I think is it's interesting because to this point this season, most people would probably describe Justin Fields' play as regression, and he has not done anything to spark your imagination that he could be a, a good quarterback in the league. So, we're all going to jump on fields, right? And you just listen, you just mentioned people are calling, people are tweeting, people got the takes. Oh, yeah, hot them. They're hot, uh, hot, cakes. sizzling. Hot cakes, hot takes. Sizzling takes. Uh, that field sucks and got to move on. So, Matt Nagy was terrible as an offensive play caller. This is true. No rhythm. Uh, a little rhyme to, to why things are being called, this, that, and the other. It was a mess. But we saw multiple times last year not only Justin Fields go down the football field and complete passes for big, big gains, big yardage, we saw him make some sick throws. Uh, it comes to mind the Monday Nighter against Pittsburgh. The Bears lose that game 29 27. Fields went 17 of 29. He had a touchdown and an interception. He threw for 291 yards. After that game, we were very positive on what we saw from fields, going down the football field, making smart decisions, and really putting his arm on, on display for people to see, national audience. They end this season, you know, the, the end last couple weeks last year, we knew that, that Matt Nagy was going to get fired, right? We knew that it was getting to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fields, the Bears lose to the Vikings on December the 20th, 17 to 9. Fields goes 26 or 39, 285 yards and a touchdown. Quarterback rating of 96. It was a bad game, but I felt good of what I saw from Fields in that contest. At what point, and then he had some other games there with a couple of interceptions, but he threw the football. 33 times against the Packers. The Bears lose 45-30. to 30. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, some good, some bad. At what point are we going to look at what this offense is being, the, the implementation of the offense with a cast of characters that are subpar? And Luke Getzee in his first year of being an offensive coordinator and suggests that, yeah, we could trash fields all we want, but at the moment, when you're running the football every single time on first down in the second half of a game against the Texans, of course, yeah, the run, run game was working, but the Texans also knew you were only running the football. It's going to be tough for a quarterback. I don't know. I, I think it's at, a point, at some point here in a few weeks, we're going to have to question the offense that Getsy is implementing and the success that or the lack thereof of success that they're having with it and say hey we went after Nagy hard for how bad his offense was Abdallah but this is not all Justin Fields I don't I've been very uh underwhelmed with what I've seen from Geese to this point this season so many 3 and outs running the football on first and second down and then you're your third and forever and it's like well, what are you, you going to do? What, how are they supposed to have dynamic plays down the field mm-hmm. when in the second half yesterday or on uh, Sunday uh, against the Texans, all you had were, were just running. Here, okay, we're going to run the ball on first down. You know that that doesn't work in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we could all blame the quarterback. But I think it's interesting that we saw some bright spots from fields last year, did we not? Yeah, we did. But i also, also
1: say but that he like, sucks now. He's just completely no, no. terrible. I don't think he is. I think he's still got a lot to learn. He's played really badly. Of course. But also, like you have to understand that Getsi is also trying to win football games. And the Texans are third worst rushing
0: DVOA defensively. Okay, but even kay. if you are that bad against the run mm-hmm. and you're gaining yardage, yardage like the Bears did... 157 yards for Herbert, two touchdowns. You know, you know. Come on, you know. Running on oh, first yeah. down. Yes, I understand that. Is a tough thing. It's a that. tough way to go. I understand that. But if
1: you go back and look at his entire year last year, he only had a he had a 58 percent, 59 percent. I'll round up. 59 percent completion percentage. Seven touchdowns, ten interceptions. Like he had flash plays last year. We saw flash sure. plays, but
0: overall. He wasn't great. And if you look at their opponents coming up, okay. No, I'm not, I'm not saying he was great. I'm saying he was showing, he was showing something last year. Yeah. He's showing got, nothing this year. You've got the Giants up next, and I said the Giants
1: are 20th against the run. You've got the Vikings, who are 31st against the run. Uh, and then after that, who do they have after that? The Commanders are, I will look, hold on. The Commanders are 17th. And then they've got the Patriots, who are 29th against the rush. Like, I'm saying, like, yes. Is he bad right now? And is Luke Getze not putting a game plan around him to feature him and, and use his talents? Yes. Those are all true. But the game plan against the teams that you've been playing says to run the ball. Because they're horrible against the run. And so if that's the game plan, can I fault it to an extent? Yes, but they're trying to win games, and if the game plan dictates run the damn football, then they should be running the damn football.
0: Okay. And and so then you're gonna have to just wait on knowing the answer for development yes. for the quarterback. I'm
1: giving. I am waiting to make a judgment on Justin Fields until the last game of the season. Then I will know whether or not he has learned anything, or is he or he is trash. What, is, he, is he last year's Justin Fields? Is he game three of the preseason Justin Fields? Or is he the first three games Justin Fields? It's too damn early to make an assessment on Justin Fields just yet.
0: Uh, for comparison, I mentioned a few minutes ago that the Bears are last in football in plays per game at 53 plays per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, last in the NFL. Last season with Matt Nagy, the Bears... Ran 63 plays per game. They were 14th. I, I don't know. It, you're right. It seems as if they are specifically choosing to just only run the football and hope that their defense can hold on to win football games. Kind of as what we expected. I'm just surprised that the lack of creativity to yeah. throw the football whatsoever. And just because... You run the football on first and second down, and on third down, you go to play action with a boot. Like, of course the defense is coming after Fields. Yeah, of course they are. Like, what do you want him to do? But we saw it in the third
1: preseason game. We saw that they have an open game plan that they can go to that they just haven't
0: gone to yet. Okay, or that was a third preseason game, and the other team's on doing Jack, and you're out there running your best stuff, and it didn't matter. It could be that, too. Because that could certainly be the case. But also, like, Yes, the main
1: focus is the quarterback, but also, at the same time, Khalil Herbert looks like a legit player that you can rely on in the future after Montgomery might be gone next year or hurt for an extended period of time, however long he's hurt for. Now, Jaquan Brisker looks like a great player, uh, a good pickup. Your offensive line has been playing well against the run. Like, there are bright spots on this team. Kyler Gordon got beat for a touchdown again, but besides, like, yes, it is the touchdown, but besides that, he had a pretty good game against Davis Mills, who I don't think is good at all. Like, if you're only good at home and then you're trash on the road, are you really that good? No, I don't think you're that good.
0: Yeah, it's the uh, isn't that the Kirk Cousins way of life? Yeah, in the it NFL? is. Yeah,
1: but if, I mean, if that's his ceiling, then good for Davis Mills. You can make a bunch of money. So there are bright spots on this team moving forward, but the one that needs to be the brightest isn't there yet yeah no doubt and, Eddie and- Jackson coming around like we talked of a lot off, off, off season, especially me that Eddie Jackson needs to thrive in this offense and so far as the three games he's got defense. two picks yeah in this defense yes you know what I mean uh, that so far three games two picks like that's that's getting it done for Eddie Jackson that's what I wanted to see so if he can have a good season I don't know if he's gonna keep up that pace but if he can have that kind of season, where he can get an interception every couple games. Like, that's huge.
0: That's huge. Well, and, and that's why, like, we, we look at this whole uh, equation with this team. It's a good win. 23-20. That, I'll take that. You were favored by three. It's a push. But still at home, you, you get the field goal late. You win. And how about this? Since we're uh, you you were calling out the haters uh, and the detractors here on the podcast, can we give a shout-out to all those who were going after Roquan Smith last week? Yeah. Uh, Roquan yesterday, sixteen tackles, Woo. two of them for loss, pass deflected, and an interception mm-hmm. for Roquan Smith. And so
1: he was hurt this week during practice.
0: Remember, he was questionable, no, whatever just, it was. It just uh, we uh, fair and balanced uh, people going after Roquan last week, yeah. and it was it was a hot take uh, corral where yeah. everyone's just firing off takes, and it's like, hold hold up, he, he's going to be a good football player. Don't don't worry. It'll, it'll it'll work itself out.
1: I think that the, the mantra has to be it's it, it's early. It's early. It's 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 early now. You're only 3 games in in a year where nobody thinks this team is going to make the playoffs. You have to wait to see development. You can't just throw fields in the trash after 3 games in a new system. He's learning a new system. This is if he's still playing like this at the end of the year, sure, trash. Awful. Get a new quarterback. Start over. Find one of your own guys. Do something like that. I will be on that bandwagon. I will be on that person. But as of right now, I still think it's too early to judge him three the, games into the season. The
0: Bears are one of seven teams in the NFC that are 2-1 and one to start the year. In the division, the Vikings are 2-1. and one, The Packers 2-1. and one, Bears 2-1. and one, And the Lions lose to the Vikings on Sunday, so they fall to 1-2, even though everyone thinks that the, the Lions are great. Uh, I saw a lot of that yesterday hmm. and on Sunday discussing how great the Lions are until they lose the football hmm. game they're one and two, hmm. So, I mean, if you're a Bears fan, it's interesting. I'm, I'm positive off of what I saw from the, the Sunday victory. The quarterback has to be a heck of a lot better. I've joked he's looked like Justin Tebow. Uh, they don't pass the ball. His best uh, ability is running the football, and that's not going to win. That's not going to get it done. So it's something that we have to keep our sights on as we recap this Texans game. But I, w- I was thrilled with what I saw from the defense. I thought it was a good defensive effort, get a couple of good turnovers, uh, and, and you don't let a bad team beat you. I think that's notable.
1: Yeah, I think that they they are still buying into what Matt Eberflus is selling. That hits principle It's working. Does it work against the Packers when you're still trying to develop talent and still trying to find guys to play on your defense? No, it's probably not going to. Is it going to work against the Bills? No, it's probably not going to work against the elite of the NFL. But you're supposed to beat the bad teams like they did yesterday in the Texans and the Giants next week or this week. And then so you've got winnable games on the schedule. And I think that this defense is, like we said, better than a lot of people thought that they were going to be there. They went... So because it's only three games, obviously the rankings shift crazily over the first, you know, three sure. weeks of the season. They're up to 11th in defense now. Like, it's a, they're a good defense. They are, as long as they are in the, they're kind of playing the bend, don't break opportunistic turnovers, everybody trying to tackle, everybody trying to punch the ball out, that kind of thing. And, you know, we played that sound from Matt Iberflus last week about tackling and where you need to be tackling and around the hamstring and not the ankle and not high up and all this. I, they still were missing a lot of tackles in the in the first, uh, first contact yesterday. So that's something that I'd like to see get better and improve as the season goes along because guys for the tech from the Texans were slipping out of a lot of those early tackles that would have happened behind the line of scrimmage at the line of scrimmage that would have made this game probably a little bit easier on the bears and maybe a little bit easier on the offense. That's something that Matt Eberflus needs to instill. And I'm sure guys are going to be hearing about that this week in practice.
0: Matt Eberflus talked to the media on Monday and Eberflus said what fields in the offense, what they need to work on this week before the giants game. Yeah. I would just say, keep on working on his footwork. You know, the footwork and then the timing. You know, the timing of when to get the ball out of his hands. And, uh, you know, a lot of that is, you know, the pocket, too, at times. You know, we were looking at the film. So we got to make sure we have a clean pocket for him to ride the pocket up and then deliver the ball. And, again, it's never one guy. You know, it's also more about the uh, that, the protection. You know, make sure we show that up the best we can. And also the timing of the routes and making sure we're timing that up. So we're getting better every week. We had some good explosive passes in this game, which we are excited about. We're going to build off of those and uh, keep going forward. So what should fields and the offense work on? And Eberflus points out the protection for fields and the running of the routes, which, if you recall, after the Packers game was something that the offensive coordinator pointed out Mm -hmm. that the number, in air quotes, one wide receiver didn't run his route correctly resulting in a big play that wasn't there. So, hey, listen, I I get it. The coach isn't going to go out there and just say that the quarterback sucks. Yeah. Uh, But it seems as if the coaching staff continues to give you clues that maybe when Fields has a play and his running back runs into him because he's on the wrong side of where he's supposed to be on a handoff because that happened against the Texans. Uh, And then did you see the camera shoots up the field's face and he kind of does like a shaking his head mm-hmm. a roll of the eyes now he's not doing it to embarrass the other guy but I do he's get, frustrated I man. gather that there's a lot of stuff going on around him that's not quite working now it, now if he was a great quarterback he would probably make it all work around him it would be okay but unfortunately that's not the situation that's taking place
1: he's frustrated. He's he, by you know getting hit all the time, dude. He took a lot of hits, whether they were because of himself, you know, running, tucking, and running instead of throwing when they called a pass play, and he decides, nope, running. Like you can't take this. He was he's been sacked ten times so far this season. He is not going to stay healthy if he keeps getting hit like this. And I'm I'm not just saying taking sacks. I'm talking about tucking and running. Yeah. You have to, sometimes if you're just only going to get a couple yards, just throw that ball away and not and try not to get hit. Because his prolonged health, like if he, if he gets hurt and he misses three, four games or something like that, or even
0: worse, that sets this whole thing back. Sure, no doubt. And in, in the play specifically that you're looking at from Sunday, that would be, I think it was like third nine, third 10. He runs to the right. Mm-hmm. He has a chance to step out or dump it. Instead, he like wiggles his way for an additional two yards Dude. and then gets clobbered on the sideline. Sandwich between two uh, Texans, like if you are going for a first down or a touchdown,
1: get it. I completely get it. You are trying to move the chains; it's important. You are trying to score a touchdown; it's super important. But if it's third and nine, and you are just trying to get two extra yards for, and you are gonna punt, dude, step out of bounds. Don't get hit. Like, what are you doing? You are. It's not sustainable.
0: He's getting hit way too much because of himself. So to uh, put Bo on it, the Bears win twenty three to twenty. The Bears are two and one. All right. Hey, man, it's hard to win the NFL. I agree. It's hard to win. Uh,
1: and
0: and may, maybe there'll be some progress uh, as the, the Bears face off against the Giants next week. Uh, another tough NFC opponent, uh, but do, absolutely winnable. So we'll see what mm-hmm. the Bears can do uh, throughout the week to correct some things. But hey, the Bears win 23-20. to They're 2-1. and one. They're tied at the top of the division with the Vikings and the Packers. How many Bears fans expected to be saying that after three weeks? Well, not me.
1: I thought they I thought they'd be one and two right now. I thought this would be the first game that they won. And they, they did win. It was close. The Giants is winnable. And I think that we've seen I think the I think the Vikings game is winnable too. I think mean, you can run on this football team. And again, if the game plan is is manage the clock and run the ball, because you're getting five, six yards a carry with Khalil Herbert or David Montgomery's back by then, then that's the game plan. And you're trying to win football games because that's what they're paid to do, people. They are paid to win football
0: games. It's Black and Abdallah. Check out the show weeknights 6 to 8 on ESPN 1000. We bring to you the Bear Down podcast Tuesdays and Thursdays right here on the ESPN Chicago app. We'll talk to you on Thursday to preview week four in the NFL and the Bears and the Giants matchup. We'll talk to you then.